This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Hello, my kako. Welcome to a new episode of What School You Went, where we start every conversation with this question. I'm Ron Mizutani, and today we're going to take you downtown, uh, downtown post office, at the corner of Richards and Merchant Streets. Why does a former postal worker in Honolulu haunt it? Did you know it was? We welcome back Lopaka Kapunui. Lopaka uh, grew up around old Hawaiian legends and ghost stories from his family. And of course, the great Mr. Grant. Today, he is one of Hawaii's most ghost, uh, best ghost storytellers who leads walking ghost tours with mysteries of Hawaii on Oahu and uh, provides some of that content right there on YouTube. You're welcome to the digital age, Ebra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Alopaka, welcome back to PBS. Uh, COVID really provided you with a different reach. Yeah, yeah. Did it not? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, a, that's a win. That's a positive, rather. Absolutely. And unexpected, but, you know, we had to go vir- virtual. And short story again, we gained a, a whole new following. Yeah. Yeah. What's that song? Ooh. You brought that with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I better ask for uh, permission to be here. Um, well, it sounds like an aircraft going over our building. I think p- people can hear that. So it's not Lopaka. He never <laughs> bring p- there are no clingers onto you. Lopaka, uh, a Waipahu grad. Yeah. Yeah. Proud marauder. Marauder. Yep. Marauder. Marauder. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lopaka, welcome back. Let, let, let's start with uh, downtown Honolulu. Mm. Um, boy, if, I mean, every street probably get one story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that structure right there um, in, in downtown, take us, take us what, what's the significance of it? Oh, the, the King David Kalakaua building. Yes. Uh, the post office, uh, I think DCCA, like you were saying. Um, Beautifully ornate, uh, I think, Spanish architecture, uh, and a little bit of uh, Greek and Roman architecture with you know the columns and the pillars. What's funny about that is before it became that post office, it was uh, one of the places where all the gallows were located, where criminals were executed by hanging. And on the Richard Street side was where, in ancient times, uh, all the kohuna had particular kind of wood like ohia and other types of wood, ulu, that were specifically used to, to carve ki'i for the, uh, the old pakaka hale, which is now where Aloha Tower Marketplace is. And it's funny that that kind of place ends up becoming you know, part of what eventually becomes the gallows. And then it becomes the King David Kalakaua building. <clears throat> and you know, as you're already saying, there's uh, a story about a postal worker, right. you know, who's the, I guess, whose apparition, whose specter still lingers. And so this guy's name is uh, Benedict Westcamper. And I don't know if you ever worked with, pe- with people like this when, you know, you're uh, at the news stations, but Benedict Westcamper was one of those guys that was so OCD and so mm-hmm. retentive that if he loaned you a number one pencil, you know, you had a, a limited time where you could use it and give it back. And so when you gave back the number one pencil to Benedict Westcamper, 
he would examine it to see if you were writing lightly <laughs> or if you, you know writing like this. <laughs> uh, I, yes, I did work with somebody. I won't say his name, Norris Tunigal, but uh, yeah, he was just like that. Though. Uh, Norris is a good guy, but um, yes, wasn't uh, Jack Cunningham? Was it? No, Jack Cunningham was was the absolute opposite, along with Bob Hogue. Bob Hogue was the guy who chewed on your pen and never gave it back. Uh, but we we digress. No, seriously. But so Benedict Westkepper was he was a kind of cranky, and cranky? he was into supplies. I mean, he was anal yeah. about supplies. Very, very, very much. Yeah. Uh, to the point, they said, where his, um, when he tied his shoelaces, the shoelaces couldn't touch the ground. And his belt buckle had to be aligned, you know, with the, you know, the, the, the lining of the zipper and everything like that, just very. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, his bosses used to say, you know, in that aspect, he was kind of difficult, and other employees kind of, you know, really didn't want to associate with him too much, but he just happened to be the best worker, you know. And so based on that merit alone, that's, that's why they sort of kept him around. Something happened, though, with him, and something, accusations of, of wrongdoing. Maybe tell us what, what, what happened. The, the word was that there were people at the post office who were kind of like jealous of Benedict West Camper, just, just over him. So someone found a letter that he'd been writing to a young girl in the mainland. And apparently uh, that letter contained, uh, or within the letter, was uh, salacious content. <laughs> Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Yeah. So, so the obscene, well, some described it would be an obscene letter. Right. Right. By today's standards, probably right. not. But Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably just an email. Uh, but yeah. no, uh, but, we, but back then, we're talking a long time ago. Yeah. So he, was, was it a crime uh, that he was uh, accused of? You know, um, in my personal opinion, and you know, I'm, I'm, I apologize for bringing in my personal opinion, but um, Hawaii was still coming off that off of that Victorian era during the monarchy, and so I, I think based on that, when word got out about this letter, everybody was still uptight, mm -hmm. you know, and too rigid. So I believe that that's why, you know, not so much of a crime, but uh, uh, I don't know. A crime of unintentionally <laughs> yeah. having the letter found and just you know people spreading rumors about him, and he made a decision to end his life. Yeah, uh, he went up to the slopes of Diamond Head and uh, shot himself in the chest. Uh, through the research, and you know, I really got to thank my wife uh, because she's the one who really uh, researched this story. And she was very meticulous, and she found out that not too far away from where Benedict Westcamper took his life on the slopes of Diamond Head uh, was also the heiau that was built by King David Kalakaua oh my God. Uh, for his Hale Nawa Society. <laughs> What's the chances? Yeah, yeah. What's Coincidence, sir. And, and today that building is still called David Kalakaua Building. Yeah. You see that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, kind of unreal. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, you kinda, was, the, the tie is there. It's not, it's not coincidence, folks. Yeah. Uh, so he took his own life, but he returned, and he returns to the postal office. He returns to the postal office, and, you know, I want to get this correct. I want to get this gentleman's name correct, because this was the gentleman who saw him first, and... For years, um, and I apologize to this man's ancestors, it was said that it was a, a Filipino who saw Wes Camper, but it was actually a local Chinese gentleman, and <clears throat> Adam Wong saw Wes Camper's apparition uh, 
clear as day, doing the same thing that West Camper always did. Supplies. Supplies. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry to laugh, but, you know, there's all these jokes that go on about, you know, being a postal worker and going right. crazy. Right. You know, but maybe, maybe the fate of being the kind of postal worker that West Camper was, was that he would continue to work, mm -hmm. even after he passed away. <laughs> there are those who still say there's stuff going on in that in that post office and workers who uh, still believe that building is haunted even today. It it absolutely is, and from my own experience, I can share with you that what's mainly haunting that that old post office are probably the spirits of all those young men who were executed by hanging. Um, there was a case where the single, you know, single, where the bachelors from the uh, plantation would come on the weekends to Chinatown, payday, you know. Mm -hmm. Wine, drink, food, gambling, opium, get in trouble, get thrown in the can. And if they were lucky, when they had to show up to the judge on Monday, it was the regular court judge. Boom, pay the fine, go back to the plantation, pay the luna. But around that time, there was uh, more courtrooms than there were judges, so they had to hire or use military officers. The problem with that is that the military officers were not experienced men in battle or in life, uh, just kind of straight out of the academy, you know. <clears throat> and so if you're that same bachelor, Japanese, Chinese, Filipino, Korean, Puerto Rican, Portuguese, Hawaiian. Plantation workers. Plantation workers. And you're in Chinatown, you get in trouble for the same thing. Um, and if you get the military judge, the automatic sentence was, boom, sentence to hang until you die. Wow. And so a lot of those young men were executed for no good reason. That story is not told often. <clears throat> not often. Yeah. But there's actually a, a list of names. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, and it happened right in that area of Richard and Merchant. Right in that area. And so that's, um, in my personal experience, that's what's really um, lurking in that building. I mean, you're talking about uh, just a, in general, <clears throat> you know, uh, next, right next door, obviously, Iolani Palace. Yeah. With its share of, of incredibly powerful stories and history uh, with our queen, but <clears throat> right across the street, all of this, this uh, torment and, and this painful death. Yeah. Not to mention physical <clears throat> pain, but just emotional, mental pain. So there's a lot going on down there at the downtown post office. I can t share with you, and I shared with mm -hmm. you when you first arrived today, that uh, yesterday I did a drop-off of a very important document at uh, uh, the DCCA, which we have to do here annually. And, you know, I thought about it because I knew you were coming down, <laughs> coming down to talk story about this one. And I parked in that little parking lot that costs a ridiculous amount of money to park just for 10 minutes. But anyway, that's another story. That's another podcast. <laughs> um, so I, I put my credit card in there and it took my money that I knew I'd be there only for five minutes. Okay, I'm done with that. My little rant. Um, but I wanted to take a picture of the post office, knowing that we would need a photo of the current um, downtown post office. And for some reason, my phone was just not working properly. Mm. I mean, I couldn't even get into the camera. So I thought it was maybe just I was having a bad Wi-Fi or whatever. I'm not sure what it was. I was also on deadline. I had to get up there before noon. So I, I blew it off and said, ah, you know, I, I got to go. But at the same time, I knew that something was, you know, obviously in that area. And I ran upstairs through the building, the, the Kalakaua building, and, and David. I thought about King David Kalakaua the whole time I was there, dropped off the document. I was going to come outside and take a picture, but something told me, go, mm. go home. 
or go back. Yeah. So I, I literally ran across the street, jumped in my truck, and left. Um, maybe I'm being, you know me, I could feel stuff, but maybe I'm just being paranoid, <laughs> knowing that Lopaka was going to come <laughs> talk story with me. But I, I'm sure others who go in that building alone mm -hmm. can tell you stories. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. especially for our, um, our ghost of old Honolulu, we experience in that area, and our haunted crimes uh, tour. <clears throat> what I take the people there, that's the last stop. Um, and that's, this is what I think makes people appreciative of that, that location is, you know, I tell them, no one ever thinks you're going to do this if you come on a ghost tour. I said, but all of you are going to help me heal the energy in this place, you know, and here's how we're going to do it. And so we do it and explain to them, you know, I want to raise <clears throat> the vibration and the energy in this, this spot in particular to the point where um, these young men who are unfairly executed, they can move on. And I tell them, I also want to heal the energy of the men who had to pull the lever. Sure. I said, because those men are probably suffering too. You know, so, you know, they have to move on. And that's what we do. How, yeah. how, is, that how is that received by some of your guests? <clears throat> uh, so far, very well. Uh, some people who are uh, religiously overzealous uh, receive it as uh, conjuring or summoning. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's that's because of you know their own religious beliefs, how they were raised in that church. But it's not really what it is. You know, this is all energy, mm -hmm. and so if you raise energy to be a, a bit more positive, you know, that's that's what you get back. But that's also sort of my way of giving back to to the spirits that I talk about. You know, helping them heal. <clears throat> it's part of respect and, and honoring, not just location, but yeah, all this, all the all that happened there. But sometimes in the middle of talking about the executions, you know, uh, on many occasions people have walked away and asked them what's wrong and they said all of a sudden, I couldn't breathe. I felt like hands were like grabbing my throat. And the ones who are affected the most are <clears throat> young men around the age of those bachelors from the plantation. They just suddenly get this weird feeling. Uh, in fact, very quickly, my <clears throat> second oldest son worked for a junk company and short story. They were cleaning out the basements of the building behind the post office. This was 2014. And he said the manager was so impressed with what they did, he took them on a mini tour in the basement. And my son was like, Pops, he showed us the old gallows. I was like, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, get one all boss up, one not too bad. He said, get one look like they, they, would, they just wouldn't put them together. And the guy told us the thing is like, you know, over 100 years old or something. And so my son said, but, but Pops, None of us boys could go in the room. I said, why? He said, empty room, nobody inside. But you walk inside, get this, this really bad smell, this, this metallic odor. Mm. It's like, oh, son, that's blood. It's blood. Yeah. So he said, I'm just calling for to tell you that and to let you know I wouldn't quit this job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gee, thanks, boss. Uh, I was so impressed with your, your work ethic. I'm going to take you down to the gallows and I'll show you where people were perished. Yeah. Uh, wow, nice boss. I hate to see what he would do if you didn't do a good job. <laughs> well, Opaka, thank you for, for that one. I, I mean, I, I really do respect uh, what, what goes on downtown. Um, you know, if you are one day, if you're buying stamps down there and dropping off your election, whatever it is, the mail drop-in, hey, just uh, seriously, though, just say a, a short prayer. Absolutely. And, and, and positive thoughts, mm -hmm. and, and it all will be well. If not... Uh, Mr. Benedict Westkemper might say, 
it was my pencil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. That's not a joke. That's not a joke. My, my apologies. No, that's true. <laughs> but it's true. But he, he was that kind of a person. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right. I think I... Sorry, Sorry brother. <laughs> I never mean to joke. Leave me. Leave, just stay there. Mahalo Nui for joining us, folks. Join us next week. Another episode of What School You Went. Until next time. Ahuyo. What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimane Gardner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.